What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, make sure to just check out the website, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. That's where all the good stuff happens. And um, I just made a storefront. Ooh. That's fancy. right. So you can go to coreydlg.squarespace.com, and you can buy Nerd Thug Radio shirts there. Um, you can also, if you're so inclined, if you're interested... You can also purchase the digital copies of Another Day at the Office, issue one, and also pre-order the new uh, comic book, uh, Another Day at the Office, Officer Down, issue one of three. It's going to be a limited series. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. So you can do all that right there on the website. Uh, it's all set up, coredlg.squarespace.com. Fancy. This is, of course, Core DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. And we're just hanging out here on this Sunday. We're uh, we're actually we jumped in the studio a little early because we're gonna we're gonna do the Super Bowl thing, which as as most Americans, which all of you will. So uh, we're not gonna spoil anything or talk about it. So if you already saw it, great. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, just look it up. You'll no one will notice. I honestly, I by the time we're on the air on Monday, I right now I think people already know what happened. Right, a hundred percent. No matter what it is, good, bad, ugly, crazy. San Francisco wins by seven. Kansas City wins by thirty. The uh, Patrick Mahomes explodes. I don't like whatever it might be. Whatever happened, you already know. You already know. You already know. And you, someone already sent you a YouTube video of it. That's the world we live in now. Yeah, I know. My, like my like, mom was like, "Where do I watch the halftime show?" And I was like, "Just look it up on YouTube in like a couple hours. Don't worry about it. Yes, it'll be there. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, <laughs> all of this is just kind of. I don't. Know, it's not going away. No. No. And then, so, like, live sports feels exempt from the spoiler rule. Right. I was having a conversation uh, in my group chat with my buddies, and we were talking about uh, Aaron Hernandez's documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Absolutely crazy story, by the way. Just absolutely insane. Um, he's dead, so I'm not going to do the allegedly's here. Uh, he's accused of murdering two people. He got off in that trial um, because this is the craziest part of why he got off. Uh it's a weird thing to think about, but it might be someone's new backup plan. Are you ready for this? No. So he hung out with some shady cats. Really, really shady people. Right. One of them was a known drug dealer and violent predicate felon. Um, at one point, him and his drug dealer, violent predicate felon friend, fly down to Miami to go to a club. It's after he's already murdered one dude. And the police are kind of circling. They've already brought him in for questioning. They've already found his rental car. Like They're already looking into him for stuff. And <laughs> they're in the nightclub, and all of a sudden, people are talking about how Aaron Hernandez is getting like paranoid that people are following him and people know stuff and blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's just crazy how this happens. So Aaron Hernandez says, "Hey man, those guys over there, do you think they're cops?" And the guy doesn't answer right. He says, "If they are, it's because of that crazy, stupid stuff you did up in Boston, because he had just recently shot two more people in Boston." Before signing his 40... Uh, I think that's... Okay, that's what it was. It wasn't the guy who's dead and the police are circling. He killed the two dudes in Boston. Or shot at two dudes in... No, they're dead. He killed two dudes in Boston. And that's the one he gets acquitted for later. So when he's down here in Miami, he's just feeling paranoid. He thinks everyone's out to get him because he just signed his $40 million extension. Right. Two days, like two days later. Um, so he's down there in the nightclub in Miami and his drug dealer predicate felon friend says, if it is, it's because of that stupid stuff you did in Boston. Aaron Hernandez didn't appreciate that. 
So they party on the rest of the night. They're at this club drinking, having a great time. When they go to leave, they're in a car, and um, drug dealer predicate felon friend is in the backseat asleep. And when he wakes up, Aaron Hernandez is looking back at him with a gun pointed in his face. He then fires the gun, throws him out of the car, and they drive off, leaving him to die in this Miami suburb. He does not die. <laughs> uh, he lost an eye, um, or use of his eye, I should say. He looks he looks scary. He looks like a scary dude in the documentary. Scary-looking dude. Uh, the, he won't cooperate with the police in Miami, and they, have, they play audio from that interview where they're like, well, more than likely, whoever tried to kill you is going to keep trying to kill you. And he goes, not if I get him first. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, fair. <laughs> the cops are like, well, what does that mean? And he's like, oh, I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't know. Well, then he's testifying in the trial about the double murders because Aaron Hernandez's defense team is like, no, this guy did it, not Aaron Hernandez. And Aaron Hernandez was scared of him, and that's why he, he shot him later because he thought he was going to kill him. It's kind of an accepted fact at trial that like no one's charged for a, no one's charged for this shooting that they that they both are openly talking about. Right. It's really weird. Also, they're in Boston for this murder trial. It's not a Miami issue, so like, eh. Um. But so they're sitting there, and Aaron Hernandez's lawyer is like, "What did you mean by that?" And and he's like, "That I wanted revenge for getting shot in the face." <laughs> Tell me that's not the scariest thing. Well, so then it comes out, Aaron Hernandez goes to the Patriots and says, listen, I need you to trade me anywhere. I need you to get rid of me because, like, I need out of this town because somebody's trying to kill me. And Bill Belichick tells him no. <laughs> but they then reach out to their security dude, and um, their security dude sets him up in, like, a no-name apartment in the middle of, like, the hood of Connecticut. Nice. So, like, he's living next to this woman who lives on fixed income who's, like, a retiree from, like, a factory. And she's like, I don't, I don't know who he was, but he was really rude. He wouldn't talk to nobody. You could just smell marijuana all the time. And then she was like, but then I saw on the news when they arrested him, I recognized him. That was my neighbor. I guess that was, like, his hiding apartment. I don't know. That's That's so weird. But if you think about it, the Patriots knew he was in danger. And instead of, instead of even just, like, Protect security, getting him, like, putting him in a hotel where they could go. I, I don't know. Which, uh, they put him in an uh, apartment next to a bunch of other innocent people. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> like, what if they had gotten, like, what if they, what if someone had tried to shoot him and got in the wrong apartment or just shot him in the parking lot of this apartment? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, know how is this the Patriots' solution to that? Maybe they didn't believe him. <sighs> I don't know, man. But yeah, it was. It's a crazy documentary. It's absolutely insane. Uh, I don't even remember what brought us onto that. You just you were just talking about how you're like, I just recently watched this. It's just, it's it was the scariest thing because it was weird to think like he got off for the double murder because of that, because there was somebody who wanted to kill him because he shot him in the face. So the the so the real way to get out of murder is to, is to shoot, shoot people in the face and not have them die. I I listen. We're not lawyers, but it worked. I saw it on TV. <laughs> There's a whole documentary about it, right? Also, he still had an appeal pending on the on the first murder, which like, listen, when they were talking about it in the documentary, they were talking about how this is like the worst murder that's ever like the dumbest murder that's ever been com- like committed. There's like text messages between Aaron Hernandez's phone. In the, in the victim's phone, like, confirming that they're about to meet in person. And then two hours later, he's dead. Um, the phones are pinging off of cell towers because everyone brought their cell phone with them. 
uh, security cam footage of the house. Now, none of the none of the ones in the house are working. The ones outside the house, because he, he went back and messed with the tapes for all the ones in the house. But the ones outside the house clearly show him pull up, the victim, clearly show all of them get in the car together, and then clearly show them all drive off. And then only three of them come back. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, there's nothing in it. It's so open and shut. It's, it's like, so stupid. Also, there's a handgun, like, registered in his name that they can't find, but it's the same caliber. And then, like, his fingerprints are on, like, there was a, a rolled blunt, black and mild marijuana cigarette combination. You know, they allegedly bad people manipulate black and milds and add marijuana to them, and then they smoke them. And there's one of those right next to the dead body, and Aaron Hernandez's DNA is in it. Okay. So. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he probably did it. It's a really good. Also, the other two people that were with him testified against him. Actually, no, they didn't. Uh, but it. they. I mean, if they it came down to it. Yeah, yeah, they, they could have. He, he killed a guy in front of two other people. Like. I mean, I don't know what else you're supposed to What are we supposed to do? And he shot him like four or five times. So, oops. It wasn't, it's not a, it's just like shell casings. And then there was a shell casing in the rental car when he returned it. Oh, that's not a good idea. And then he's on tape. He's on tape at the gas station, like right by the murder site, like right before the murder, buying Bubblicious and the Black and Milds. Then... The next day when he returns the rental car, he's returning it, and he offers the girl Bubblicious. So, like, it confirms that Aaron Hernandez is the guy in the video. Like, like he no getting around it. He he literally just took every step to make sure that it was him. Yeah. They like, also found Bubblicious at the scene. Gosh. And so him... Offering her Bubblicious the next day when he returns the rental car that still has a shell casing in it confirms that he still has the Bubblicious. So, Bubblicious is the crime scene. He still has Bubblicious shell casing in the rental car. Like, <laughs> it's almost like he's creating his own chain of evidence. Right. Where it's like, indisputable. Right. Like, this is, this is, this is like the opposite of like the super hard. Like difficult murder, <laughs> it's like nah. He has this. Who had this? Who had this? And he was there. And it's like, right. Here's him buying the gun, loading <laughs> the bullets, shooting the gun. He dropped a rap album called "I Did It." I killed that dude in that place at that time. Right. Uh, he also has a tattoo that looks to memorialize his murder of the dude. Cool. No, no, it's a tattoo memorializing his potential murder of the other two dudes in Boston. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Um, Potential murder that he didn't do because he shot a guy in the face. Right. Because he was scared for his life. Right. Right. Imagine being so paranoid that you figure out a way to get away with murder by committing almost a murder. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine being so stupid, weird, crazy that it all works. Right. You're like the Joker on accident at that point, right? Yeah, you're not not even a real person. I, I just... And like... Allegedly, there was a shooting while he was still in Florida and college. Um, also, this is great. When he was a freshman in college, um, they go to this nightclub down there in Florida. And first of all, he's 18. It's 21 and up club. No problem, though. He might even be 17, I think they say in the documentary. He goes in, te- dr- 
starts a tab, orders up some drinks, having a good time. At the end of the night, the bartender hands him a tab, and he laughs at him, and he says, no, I don't pay tabs. And the manager comes up and says, hey, man, this is your tab. Like, you know, $30, whatever like whatever it is. Right. And uh, Aaron Hernandez uh, laughs at him and then punches him in the face and walks out. Oh. He says, don't think so, bro. Um, the University of Florida's fixers probably get involved because no charges are ever filed and the story kind of goes away. Um, Interesting. Somebody was like, during the documentary, somebody was like, they should really just do a story about that Florida team because it's Urban Meyer who later gets in trouble for defending a wife beater, uh, the alleged wife beater, um, who he later takes to Ohio State and then gets in trouble with that Ohio State. So this is a guy, he's, this is one of his dudes. So they're in Florida together. Also, um, Aaron Hernandez is on this team. Uh, there's two other guys that they mention on the team who later get into other legal troubles. So this team is just crazy. Oh, the Pouncey Twins. The Pouncey Twins are on this team. They both get in all kinds of trouble. They both come into the league with like some suspicious like issues on their on, on uh, like on their resume too. Um. So yeah, yeah. And then it's all led by super religious man Tim Tebow. That's so funny. Cam also, Newton's is- on that team too. This is the team that won the national title, right? Yeah, yeah. This is one of the national title teams. Oh man, that's so. That's such a funny, weird dynamic. All of that, and then Tim Tebow somehow in the center of it. Right, right. Kneeling man with Bible verses <laughs> tattooed on his, well, not tattooed on, but his like face. written on his face. Yeah, it was such a weird. I don't know, man. It's so weird. It's weird to think. And then Aaron Hernandez plays in a Super Bowl that season, the season he allegedly shoots the two dudes in Boston. Man, sports is such a weird place. It is, and so also Here we are talking about sports in our regular show. <laughs> I know, but pop culturally, <laughs> right? Um, because sports does infiltrate all things. Um, so then, in the prison where they're holding him, about twenty years earlier, an inmate had committed suicide while he had an appeal pending. And there's an old uh, Massachusetts Commonwealth law, whatever it is, that applies to where until a man is deemed guilty and has no appeals, if he dies during that process, the state hasn't confirmed its case, and therefore he is turned innocent. Mm-hmm. So inmates in that prison are aware of this fact, and Aaron Hernandez does in fact kill himself. And in one of the notes that he leaves behind, according to the documentary, he tells his daughter that she's rich. I, the assumption everyone is making is that he knows the rule and is killing himself in the hopes that by being declared innocent, his former agent and lawyers can help his wife secure as much of the money as possible for them. Signing bonuses and things of that nature. Right. Um, other people are then like, the Patriots are going to fight that forever. They're going to spend more money in lawyers than they're going to. Like they're gonna bleed that until it's empty before they give it to them. There's no, there's no way they're they're gonna give them a dollar. But beyond that, the families then could just turn around and file civil suits. So there's genuinely no way for any kind of real monetary benefit to reach. But yeah, it was crazy. Oh, you know how we got to it? Talking about spoilers. There you go. You can't spoil real. So, sports. so the reason I brought all that up is we're in this group with my buddies talking about spoilers. Keep in mind, Aaron has been dead like four years. Right. 
Uh, all of this is recent. All of this is like in the last eight years. Like it's so weird to think about. Uh, but so, so we're in this conversation that we're having, and I mentioned how in the last clip, the mom, because in prison they record all your phone calls, mm-hmm. and the mom is like, "I wish you'd have just done what I said when you signed the forty and just given me a million dollars, and I'd be set for life now." Because Aaron Hernandez is trying to kind of like. You know, I screwed up everything. I'm really sorry. And she's like, I wish you'd just give me the million dollars like I asked for. And he's like, I didn't have a million dollars to give you. And she's like, you just signed that 40 million. You couldn't give me one. And he's like, I didn't really have 40 million dollars. It's not how these things are structured. It's not how it works. But so in the in the group chat, we're talking about like how awful the mom is in all of this. And I mentioned that conversation. And one of my other buddies goes, come on, man. Some of the guys still haven't seen it. That's a spoiler. And I was like, it's 30 seconds in the third episode of this show. By then, like, I said, here's another spoiler. He dies at the end. <laughs> like, I was like, really? Are we really going to have a spoilers talk about an about a documentary, about a thing we all remember? Right. This is a documentary on a thing that happened. This right. isn't like... You can't spoil that. But sports is exempt from the spoiler rule. Yeah, because it's live. Right. Um, although, impressively, uh, we did have a buddy who went... Uh, his honeymoon was in Italy or something, but it was during the UT national title game or something. And he was like, nobody, he's like, I'm, I'm shutting everything down until I get back in to watch. It is the first thing I'm doing when we land. <laughs> he's, but he makes like a massive public broadcast to everyone in his network. And he's like, mention nothing about this game to me. I am on my honeymoon. I will see it and watch it when I get home. Say Nothing. That's so weird. It's like trying to put yourself in like a time capsule. Right. Um. I. I. If I remember correctly, he saw a paper where like he saw them on the front page, like with the trophy. So he knew who won, but he knew nothing else. And I think he said he saw that actually. The day they were gonna fly home in the airport on the way to go. Mm. So he said he made it through the trip without anything being ruined. And then he knew they won, so then he's kind of in a good mood on the flight home, and so then he wanted to see them win, so then he watched it. Then, like a, like, a day and a half later when he wakes up from jet lag and all of that, he's like, okay, I saw it. We can all talk about it now. Yay. And everyone's like, two weeks ago, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're over it. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, it happened. We're done. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you can't do that with sports. Like, live sports is just, it's too everywhere. It's too pervasive. It's too pervasive. Also, if the moment is big enough, like the Super Bowl. You're going to know about it as soon as it happens. Yeah, there's no getting around that. Um, all right, before we get out of this segment here, I'm going to do something. We're going to introduce a brand new friend of the show. Oh, fancy. A brand new sponsor. We're going to welcome him here right now. Allow me to introduce you guys to Tiger Rock Martial Arts. With four great locations all here in North Houston that are open to all members, Tiger Rock offers world-class training with top-level instructors teaching self-defense and jiu-jitsu, among other courses. Helping to improve your physical fitness and raise your confidence, Tiger Rock Martial Arts is able to start working with anyone four years old and up and show them the life skills and focus it takes to succeed in the modern world. So anyone seeking a fun, energetic way to make a positive life change needs to reach out to Tiger Rock Martial Arts and get started changing their life for the better today. Uh, Go to the website, TigerRockMartialArts.com, and then just type in your zip code, and they're going to guide you right to where you need to go there. That's pretty sick. Really is. Um, as we get going with them, we'll kind of open up events and more things. We'll get we'll get some stuff figured out. But welcome to the show, Tiger Rock. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way.
From chicken fried steak with jalapeno cream gravy to spicy shrimp tacos or a double bone-in pork chop, there are many items listed on the menu of the Woodlands area's newest restaurant and lounge. With two full bars, 40 beers on tap, 23 wines by the glass, and a large, family-friendly patio, Citizen's Grill is designed to create a fun atmosphere. Interested in hungry parties can find them on FM 1488 at Old Conroe Road across from the Escape Theater and Dell Webb, open weekdays 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and weekends 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And interested parties should absolutely check out the Nerd Thug Radio events pages for specials. Hey everybody, I'd like to introduce Tiger Rock Martial Arts. With four great locations that are open to all members, Tiger Rock offers world-class training with top-level instructors teaching self-defense and jiu-jitsu, among other courses. Designed to help improve physical fitness and raise confidence, Tiger Rock's martial arts is able to start working with anyone four years old and up to show them the life skills and focus it takes to succeed in the modern world. Anyone interested in a fun, energetic way to make a positive life change should absolutely reach out to Tiger Rock Martial Arts and get started changing their life for the better. TigerRockMartialArts.com The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. This is Rudy Tomjanovich and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out here today is uh, Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello, hello. Yeah, so, yeah, man, there's been a lot going on. How have you been? I've been doing good. Yeah? Yeah. It's just been uh, sad days. Bojack Horseman's over. <laughs> Six seasons. It's all done. I hate you. I hate I've you. watched it forever now. You're a traitor to the cause. You are a traitor to the cause. It's a great show. It completely rips off one of my most original and greatest ideas ever. So, I hate you. That's fine. Um, one day you'll watch it. <laughs> I, I will never watch it. Um, <laughs> I was. Uh, the story is I was in a car coming back from Mardi Gras with a buddy of mine who had made his girlfriend incredibly angry. So, they were in the backseat just not talking. Uh, I'm driving. Uh, my buddy Henry's riding shotgun. And then the... the the angry couples in the back. So since they're not talking and like after the first hour and a half, he's realized they're not talking. He starts talking up front to us uh, because he's kind of a huge jerk. We find out later in life. He's really not a good person, but uh, at the time we're all hanging out, having a good time. Um, (laughs) So uh, we start just riffing on like what would be funny ideas. He always wanted to be like a writing partner with me. And so like we would always kind of come up with funny ideas. And so the idea that we kind of burned through and developed like, Almost instantly, and it wound up being hilarious. Uh, 
was, do you remember the cartoon Denver the Last Dinosaur? Yeah. Okay. So the premise was, what happens to Denver and his friends now that Denver has grown up totally alone as the last dinosaur? <laughs> and, like, all of his friends have just, like, abandoned him because they're humans. Right. <laughs> and so, essentially, we built this whole world on this last two-hour drive in, and we were, la- we were dying laughing. Just dying laughing. Uh at one point, the kids, before they all broke up, they formed a band, and they created the song that wound up being the theme song for that game, Crossfire. Oh, yeah. So, like, we had, like, the greatest dumb marketing tie-in. Like, we were ready for the world's stupidest animated cartoon. We really had nailed it. And, um... Years later. <laughs> yeah. Ab- about eight years later, someone stole my idea. <laughs> so, now I can never be friends with people who watch BoJack Horseman. Um, it's, it's just, darn it, I thought of it first. <laughs> um, it's the idea of gnomes and all that, and that's fine, except I can't help but be bitter about how it, great the idea was. It's a great idea. Now I can never use it. Do you remember the song? Crossfire! Crossfire! Do you remember the game? The one where you, like, shoot little... Like, yeah, little, you shoot little ball bearings at each other across a, across a board, and you're trying to knock a spinner thing into each other's goal using, like, if I shoot it, it goes your way. If you hit it, it goes your way. So you're both trying to shoot the same little disc, and you're shooting all these little, <laughs> little dumb ball bearings across the board at each other. It's genius level. And the music was such epic 80s hair metal. Like I love it. We we wanted to do, like, a Where Are They Now? Like, that was going to be our pilot episode. Like, talking about the band, and that's when you find out that Denver the Last Dinosaur was like, he really could have changed the world with his writing, man. But he laid it down when the band broke up. He just he wasn't ready. <laughs> and like <laughs> he needed the support of the others. Like almost mockumentary style. <laughs> <laughs> and so like none of the main characters are really in the episode, but like like footage of them like running out of cars as people are chasing them like or like passed out in bathrooms, like all just like but then at the very, very end, it, it fades into, like, an interview of him. And then you find out it's just him talking to himself in the mirror, like, trying to pump himself up for the day. But, like, his life is so awful now. <laughs> Those royalties basically cover the saddest life ever for the last dinosaur on Earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> and anywhere he goes and he's talking to people, like, they're like, you're a loser. And he's like, Crossfire sold more games than any any theme song for a game in the history of it. Hasbro said so. Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> or he'd be like, Crossfire sold 10,000 copies in 1989, four years after its debut, and I still get checks for that. <laughs> Crossfire! Crossfire! It's really a dangerous game when you think about yeah, it. I'm telling you, you're shooting ball bearings at another person who's also leaning their face into the board. Right. And it's like if you were playing air hockey and you didn't care what happened to the other person. <laughs> it's like you're playing air hockey, but instead of using pucks, you just fired things at each other. Ball bearings. They put those in landmines. <laughs> or I guess IUDs, I guess. That IEDs? Hurt. IEDs, not IUDs. IUDs get something else. Uh, IEDs, the bad ones in terrorist places. Right. Right. Improvised explosive devices. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, they put ball bearings in those. Yeah, because they can kill you. Right. I mean, Crossfire can't kill you. I don't or know. so we know. Yeah, I listen, it, there could be three confirmed deaths for all I know about Crossfire. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. 
Oh man, that's like the one thing about like old toys is like no safety regulations. None. Like there's definitely there was a kit that like had live plutonium in it, like back in like the fifties. Yeah, they were like, Oh, we'll ship it everywhere. What's the worst that can happen? Nuclear bombs. Cancer. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> I went the wrong way on that, I guess. <laughs> um well that's like a... So when they were kind of learning about x-rays and they were having fun and experimenting with it, there's all those footage like the people like dancing in x-ray and all that. The reason we do x-ray photos now is because we're controlling how much radiation we shoot through you. Those people were bathing in it for 40 to 80 seconds at a time. They all died of cancer. Right, yeah. They all died. I think the, I think they say the girl who in, like invented the x-ray, Madame Bovary. Am I wrong about that? I have no is idea. That what the, her name um, is. I believe they say she is still radioactive right now, her corpse. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what's going to happen to you when you shoot, like, you're just dancing on x-rays for, like, 20 minutes. Watch my skeleton. Watch it. Watch it. You see my bones? Watch them. Weird. Watch my bones. Watch them. It's literally a ray going through your, like, <laughs> flesh and bouncing off of your bones. And like, showing those on another screen. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> All of them. Radiated. Uh, well, that's like, uh, apparently some kid had choked on a rocket, like a spring-loaded rocket off of a G.I. Joe toy. So when they were making the first Star Wars toy, there's the urban legend that there's a Boba Fett that has the missile that shoots out of its back. Oh, yeah. That's completely false, according to Hasbro. They released zero versions that actually do that. There was a Boba Fett, but not... There is a Boba Fett, but in the commercial, he could shoot a rocket off his backpack. So the urban legend amongst collectors and toy people is like, oh, when I was a kid, so-and-so down the block had one. Little Timmy had one. Or, or my cousin, Eddie, he, he, he knew a kid who had one. He saw it. No. They were not in the wild. They didn't exist. Now, there might have been a couple prototypes who leaked out. There might be. But they weren't sold to kids back in the 80s. Um, and so because of the kid choking on the G.I. Joe rocket, right before it all came out, they just sealed that up with plastic. So there's literally no... It's it's just a rocket sticking out. It doesn't shoot at all. Which, by the way, if I'm a kid and it shoots in the commercial and then you give it to me and he doesn't shoot... I'm upset. I don't understand why Boba Fett's even liked by people. Like, he should be the most hated character of all time just for the rocket. Right. Just for the rocket. Forget about being a lame character in the movies. Just right. the rocket. Forget about the fact that he literally doesn't do anything. Ever. Like, he shows up after Darth Vader captures Han Solo and freezes him, and then he drives him to somewhere else, and they're like, Boba Fett, you are one of the best. Right, and then he gets shot and then falls in a hole. Attacked by a blind man. Literally how that works. Boba Fett's like, yeah, I know people. <laughs> Unimpressed. <laughs> Not even cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. Also, by that time, he's actually, like, 40 years old because he's a clone and he double ages. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought he was unaltered, so maybe he doesn't double age. Remember, because he, uh, Jango Fett said, I want one unaltered one to raise as a son. Oh, I think, is that it? Yeah. Maybe not. So maybe he doesn't age weird. Although, I mean, if he did, it would only make sense. Right. Considering Django, uh, considering Django Fett dies in the movie and Boba Fett rides around with a bunch of crazy mercenaries for the next couple of years in the cartoons. Exactly. Kind of a bad guy. A little bit. Kind of a bad guy. Well, when, you're, when your dad gets decapitated by Samuel L. Jackson, not Mace Windu. <laughs> right. Literally just Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson killed a guy in a movie. <laughs> the real version's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like, they showed a picture of who was playing Boba Fett in the first movies. Yeah. And it's some guy who looks like his name is Walter. Like, it's a dude with glasses. 
Yeah, cause he has he wears a helmet and a suit of armor. He's he, what he looks like is completely irrelevant. Not if we're trying to say he's BA. It better be the Rock under there. Right. It's like the guy who did a uh, the guy who did Mandalorian, the Viper. Yeah, the, the Red Viper. And you know what's funny is in the in Game of Thrones they don't talk enough about how dangerous he is. I mean, they show it a little bit when he stabs that one Lannister in the hand on the table at the brothel, and like when they're introducing his character. Um, but they never really talk enough about why he is so dangerous. Uh, but in the books, they talk about how, like, he wins all of his duels, but he wins them. He'll duel only to first blood because he's a noble. But he might be poisoning his blade because everyone he duels dies. Oh. So he gets that's to name the Red the Viper. Viper. Right. right. That makes sense. So that's also why the mountain is essentially is dead from that from that fight as well. Because he's all cut by right. probably a poisoned blade. Yeah, see, that never really, like, added up. So yeah. I was like, why is this guy so important? Like, he stabbed a guy in the hand once. Right. And that was literally it. Red Viper. Yeah, it's because he's yeah. way more important in the books. Right, and so in the show they don't really explain it, and then they're sitting there talking, the two Lannister brothers, and Tyrion goes, I mean, they call him the Red Viper. He can't lose, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. You got a cool enough name, you probably can't lose in a duel. That's the thing, right? Like, back in the day, like, if you had cool names, it's because you were, like, B.A.? Right, yeah, like the, what is it, the twin, like, Morning Star, yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, what are they, the Twin Sons of the Morning Star, or something like that. Right. That's a yeah. That's a cool name. Right. Or Jamie Lannister was called Kingslayer. Yeah, because he like, killed the king. I mean, right, but I mean that's a, like yeah, he's the Kingslayer. Yeah, you don't get a cool nickname by you know being you, lame. You are Todd the Couch Potato. Like it's not. Yeah. You, you are Sir Lethargic, and it's like hey, hey, that uh, that's accurate. That's not. Don't do that. Don't do that. My feelings. Yeah. But like, oh, you stabbed a king. You are Kingslayer. And it's like, yeah, you darn right I am. Say that one twice. Like that just I don't like I don't care that everybody's mad at him and doesn't trust him. Like that's a that's a cool nickname. It's quite quite epic. Yeah. Like listen, everyone is aware of where the Kingslayer is at all. And if you're a king and he walks in a room, you're like, uh super aware. Not a lot of guys are scared not a lot of king not a lot of people put fear into kings. Exactly. Every king is like, where's the king slayer? Do we know where he's at? I need two spies on him at all times. And he loses his hands. Or his hand. Hand. Singular. His good hand. His actual hand. Yeah. And then he's never like as... That would be terrible too, right? Like, let's say you're great at only one thing. And then, like, you lose it for some reason. Well, it's like the green arrow and he gets his arm cut off and the... And Dark Knight returns. Yeah, and he still he still uses his, <laughs> still still gets <laughs> Superman that one time. Bites bites the arrow back. Right. What a what a hard ba like it's old man just gritty old manness. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. So Green Arrow is coming going off the air. The show on CW. CW. It's coming off the air. Okay, it's the uh, one that started it all. Right, Ali Queen is dead now apparently, and this is all the farewell and the going away. I'm not going to say spoilers because it's literally been everywhere. It's been announced. I think he dies in Infinite Crisis, so I don't think like everyone knows what's happening on that. Um, here's the confusing part. That show is ending. The CW deal is when the show's end, they go to Netflix. So is it going to Netflix like 10 episodes ahead of the rest of the shows? Because it's a shortened season for them. Maybe. So like you can watch the finale of Arrow and then know how Infinite Crisis ends, because I think it's the last piece, before you know anything else about <laughs> Infinite Crisis, because the other <laughs> shows don't finish until much later this year. Maybe they'll hold the last episode. That wouldn't make any sense. No. They might just hold till all of them are done for the season. 
that would be the only thing I can think of. But if the deal's worded weird, yeah, this could just be a very much a oops, just like a weird like. Well, everyone's gonna see it, right? <laughs> I don't know. And you're just gonna be very confused at the end, <laughs> right? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. What do you do with that? Um. All right. Let me tell you guys about uh, another new friend of the show, Citizens Grill, right there on 1488. Nice. Yeah, from chicken fried steak with jalapeno cream gravy to spicy shrimp tacos or our double bone-in pork chop. By the way, these pictures look delicious. It's all good at the Woodlands area's newest restaurant and lounge with two full bars, 40 beers on tap, 23 wines by the glass, and the huge family-friendly patio. Citizens Grill is sure to please. Find us on FM 1488 at Old Conroe Road across from the Escape Theater in Del Webb. Open weekdays 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and weekends 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, also, we're going to be doing a fun thing with them. We've got this set up for all of you guys out there listening. We, Of course, when we find these sponsors, we want to take care of you guys and take care of us and take care of everybody. So what we did here with them is we set it up to where we're going to have an event every day we're going to invite everybody to Monday through Thursday. And if you go to Citizens Grill during one of the event days, which is every day Monday through Thursday, by checking into the event and showing your waiter or waitress and letting them know you're part of the Nerd Thug Radio family, you get half off on your appetizer or dessert. Half off's pretty good. Half off's pretty good. They've got some great stuff. They've got a spinach artichoke dip. He also says he's got a, a New Orleans-style bread pudding. I haven't gotten to try yet. It's got uh, pralines in it. Like, It's intense. Yeah. He saw, they got some good stuff out there. So you're going to be able to get some really interesting things at half off. It's a good way to start a meal, a little, a little appetizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it is uh, one discount per table. So if there's other things going on and you want to try and pair it up with, not going to work that way. But you are more than invited, and you're invited by Nerdthug Radio ourselves to go hang out at Citizens Grill. Fantastic. Yeah, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerdthug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey everybody, I'd like to introduce Tiger Rock Martial Arts. With four great locations that are open to all members, Tiger Rock offers world-class training with top-level instructors teaching self-defense and jiu-jitsu, among other courses. Designed to help improve physical fitness and raise confidence, Tiger Rock's martial arts is able to start working with anyone four years old and up to show them the life skills and focus it takes to succeed in the modern world. Anyone interested in a fun, energetic way to make a positive life change should absolutely reach out to Tiger Rock Martial Arts and get started changing their life for the better. TigerRockMartialArts.com From chicken fried steak with jalapeno cream gravy to spicy shrimp tacos or a double bone-in pork chop, there are many items listed on the menu of the Woodlands area's newest restaurant and lounge. With two full bars, 40 beers on tap, 23 wines by the glass, and a large, family-friendly patio, Citizen's Grill is designed to create a fun atmosphere. Interested in hungry parties can find them on FM 1488 at Old Conroe Road across from the Escape Theater and Dell Webb. Open weekdays 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and weekends 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And interested parties should absolutely check out the Nerd Thug Radio events pages for specials. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. 
They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio uh, on this wonderful, wonderful Monday. About mostly, most of the way through, it's almost wrapping up, which means your money is basically over. The second we go off the air, you can just go home from work. Dismissed. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. We end your day. <laughs> when we're done, you're done. How's that sound? Does that sound like a deal? Uh, that sounds like a deal for that's me. A, that's a good deal. Just listen, 3 o'clock, just tell them, hey, boss, I'm out. <laughs> Nerd Thug Radio said we're done. Later. Uh, before we get into anything here, let me tell you guys about The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right here on 1488. Tuesday, February 4th, this Tuesday, Star Wars X-Wing is going on. Uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., they're going to have the X-Wings out there flying around, shooting stuff, so go ahead and bring your little pieces, bring your little spaceships, get into a dogfight. How's that sound? A little dogfight action for you. Also, Saturday, February 8th, from 2 to 6 p.m., is Magic the Gathering Booster Draft, Theros Beyond Death. Did I say that one right? Cheros. It's TH. I know it is. Uh, don't you do that. <laughs> um, all month long, we'll be drafting the new Theros Beyond Death set. Go time is 2 p.m. The entry fee is $15. First place wins $30 in store credit. Second place wins $20. And third place wins $15. Everyone who places also gets a promo pack. Uh, also Saturday, February 8th from 5 to 9 p.m., Star Wars Legion New Player Training. Oh, I might, I might actually... I don't want to go to that. You're going to go you want to play Star Wars Legion? I, man, I don't know, because you got to paint the little miniatures. It's really my big hang-up. That's really my Just only Just get Jarek to do it. It's fine. <laughs> Learn to play Star Wars Legion. Our Legion community is growing. It's a great time to join the fun. Star Wars Legion is a miniature game of small unit combat in the Star Wars universe. Uh, listen, it's really cool. You can get, like, single guys like Darth Vader or uh, Ahsoka, and then you could also, like, have units, like a group of soldiers, like clone troopers or stormtroopers or imperial special. Like, they have all these different little boxes, little Chewbacca warriors. Like, it's cool. I Every time I go to Adventure Begins, I look at the little dudes, and I'm always like, ah, oh, like, I really want so them. cool. But, like, I, uh, I'm just not a miniatures painting person. Like, this would be a massive investment for me because I'd, I'd have to pay somebody to paint them. That's, that's what it boils down to. If, I ever, if I'm ever playing Star Wars Legion... It's because I'm doing real good. Uh, <laughs> but it's not because it's expensive. I don't want people to think that. I just, I, I don't have the patience for painting. Sunday, February 9th from 4 to 8 p.m., D&D Junior Adventurers League. Uh, it's a semi-monthly Adventurers League. This one's for kids aged 10 to 16, only $5 to play. Make a purchase of at least $5 while you're in the store. Also, next Tuesday, Jarek's going to be at Deacon Baldy's. We'll talk about that later in the week. And just a heads up, Friday, February 14th, all of our single nerds out there, from 8 to midnight, go to Hops, Shops, and Tabletops. Right there, Comicpalooza 365, Tapped, and Adventure Begins is having a Scott Pilgrim-themed event called Hops, Shops, and Tabletops from 8 p.m. to midnight, right there at Tapped. So oh, Scott Pilgrim theme, it's like my favorite yeah. thing. So it's like whether you're single or ready to mingle, this event will have something for you. Fantastic. So get out there, have a good time with all of that. Um, that was a big list, man. I'm tired now. <laughs> <sighs> Adventure begins. I got to keep you busy. <sighs> That's right. You got. <laughs> there's a lot going on there, and it's worth hanging out and checking out there. I get my comic books there. We're there a lot. Uh, I'm there on Tuesdays doing uh, 
D&D. So anyway, come hang out with me. All right. So I've been watching some people complain, and I'm a little tired of it. Oh, really? I'm, I'm a little tired of it. Here's what they've been complaining about. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. They've been talking about... Um, they're, what's the name of the new Thundercats cartoon? Uh, Thundercats Roar, I think. Thundercats Roar. Okay, that sounds accurate. They hate the animation style. Yeah. It's like a fun, weird American style of animation. You know, more roundy, more... It's, it's more round, but it's, it's humorously done. It's very much reminiscent of when Teen Titans moved over to Teen Titans Go, and yeah. they went from anime-themed comic booky to cartoonish funny. Yeah. So everything... So there's a lot of visual cues when you soften stuff. Being a visual medium person, I kind of have I've learned this stuff. Um, and some of the things are you soften edges. You round squares. So on Teen Titans Go, they're all circular because it's soft. It's not a... They don't... It's not about conflict. It's about humor. Right. Since it's not about conflict... There's not really a lot of corners drawn. So everything is purposefully drawn rounder and softer because it creates this mental, like, in the back of your head, you don't see anything sharp or turny or corners, and therefore, for whatever reason, you just relax a little. Um, in my comic book, Another Day at the Office, we softened the colors and we didn't use an inker, partly because I was broke and partly because that aspect, by going with brighter colors, it relaxes the mind in the sense that you're more, you're more inclined to laugh than you are to be angry. Because it's soft. And so I can do comedy. I can do dark comedy because I'm keeping the visuals so friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same concept. And Thundercats Roar has the exact same idea. It's curvy. Uh, they released a picture of the lair. And instead of being an angry panther roaring off, it's this cat with this big like bobblehead, bubblegum looking thing. And it does look, I'll be honest, the lair looks really stupid. It looks stupid. But it doesn't, it doesn't make me angry. Doesn't make me angry at all. And Thundercats is one of the coolest cartoons when I was growing up. I right. loved Thundercats. Doesn't make me angry at all. Right. Also, if you wanted a cool Thundercats reboot, uh, you should have just you know actually done the one that they did like eight years ago. The anime one. Yeah. You loved that one. It was great, and I really liked it. I watched like ten minutes of it. It's great. It's a good show. Um. But if you wanted to support something in a reboot that took itself seriously, you had an opportunity to do that. Exactly, exactly. And that's a fair criticism because, honestly, a lot of times, that's exactly what a lot of people do is they just, they don't get involved in the right thing. Right. You're 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 quick to complain about something you don't like, but something that you do like was made a while ago and you never supported it, and that's why it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue that. Uh, and then, like, when... I'm trying to think of other ones like that. Okay, so right now on Netflix, there's The Adventures of She-Ra, and the style is completely different. Yeah. Completely different. But it's by the way, show's phenomenal. Show is phenomenal. Um, I, j- I just finished the fourth season not that long ago. I'm like halfway through... I don't even know where I'm at. In it. I'm in the middle of all of it. Somewhere in season three. Okay. Um, season four's fantastic, by the way. All of them have been. They really have all yeah, of them. Yeah, but like they really turn up the, the goodness. <laughs> oh, do they? Okay. I really like season four. It's my favorite so far. Uh, but they've done a lot of great world bu- building, stage setting. Everything moves in these great increments. They're doing these great long story, short story things. They're have, they're They're telling... A hero's journey, and they're doing it in a fantastic way. So I, I have zero complaints. Um, it make it reminds me of the He-Man reboot of uh, at this point probably twenty years ago, two thousand, two thousand one, somewhere in that range. I think it's two thousand three. Okay, and it was so seventeen years ago because <laughs> uh, we're old. 
Uh, and it same thing. It was very iconic, very epic. They were going to do this big story, short story, little story, big story, hero's journey concept, and nobody cared. Yeah, nobody cared. So they did, I think, six episodes. Yeah, it's. I, th- I think it has. A, I think it has a season one. If you want. Yeah, call there's it a that. season one DVD. So I have it somewhere in my in my little box of DVDs that I got to get out. But like, nobody cared. Nobody watched it. Nobody right. was even interested. Right. So, but now. The nostalgia factor is up to 10. Toys That Made Us just did 20 minutes on He-Man, and they talk about how amazing and manly it was, and they blame She-Ra for ruining it and blah, blah, blah. No, we ruined it. The viewers ruined it. When we don't watch something, it doesn't get made. When we do watch something, it does. Right. It was There's a, no it getting was, around that. It was the same thing with, like, if you watch the more, the more, the more recent one with Power Rangers, with uh, Saban, which, by the way, is, like, the craziest loops in, like, the world. Like... Stan Lee is the one that originally wanted to actually bring the Sentai series to America. Really? Yeah. Oh man. So like, so he was, was onto it. Yeah, it was like it was like Stan Lee and like a producer at Fox at the time's like pet project, and then that got and then she went to Saban and then Saban like ran it for years and then sold it to Disney and then Disney crashed it and then they sold it again back to somebody else and that Disney eventually- sold something to somebody else. Yeah. Well, this, I think Saban bought bought it again from oh, Disney. from Disney, because he was like, just give me back my stuff. And then, so he, like, brought it back up, and then he finally broke ties with Bandai, who they've been working with forever, because he knows the guy at Hasbro. <laughs> right. So, like... And honestly, they've gone whoa. through a massive renaissance. <laughs> the comic books have been amazing from Boom. The action figures are actually really good-looking. Um, I'm... Listen, when, pa- when Power Rangers debuted, I was probably a little too old and should have been into it, but the mechs got me. I was all about them Zords. They're so cool looking. So, like, I had all the Zords from the first series. Uh, and I think my parents were even like, really? You want the Zords? I was like, yo. She's Zords. Fire. <laughs> and they were like, whatever, weirdo. So, like, that's my freshman year of high school. I got the Zords for, like, my birthday or something. Like, nah. <laughs> and my family was like, really? And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't even care about, like, I didn't even watch the show that much. I didn't, like... But yeah. the robot was... The robot was super so cool. And they combined, and then the five monsters made one machine, and then that machine combined with the green machine, and then it was a super machine, and it could do it two different ways. And then when the white tiger showed up, it could combine with those or that. Like, what? It's great. What? So, like, yeah. I mean, who's not into that? Um, but they have had a really great renaissance here. And that's kind of, okay... So it kind of brings me right back around what I want to do here. And keep an eye on the time because I want to make sure we talk about Donald for a good... We got three minutes now? Yep. All right. So it makes me think about this. There are... In the comic book Reddit forum, there's 1.4 million subscribers joined to the group. That's a lot. It's a lot. You you don't sell... There's not a comic book right now that's selling more than 200,000 units. Real. So what, what are 1.4 million people waiting for? <laughs> like, what are they looking for? Because these are the comics that get made. These are the comics that get put out. If you want something else, find it and support it. But what are 1.4 million people watching? Like, are we simply that diverse that now nothing can get more than one seventh of like the fan base? <laughs> is that really where we're at, or is that like like what's the math on that? You know what I mean? Right. And that's sort of the the moment where we're kind of at right now. Kind of it, it as a guy trying to sell a comic book right now, and I'm doing my pre-orders, and this week we go to the printer, and I'll have an idea of how many I'm printing. It kind of blows my mind the idea that like meh. 1.4 million people in the group, best comic books in the world sell 200,000 copies. How does that even make sense? It's crazy. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? And it just, it's, it's bizarre 
to me. It is bizarre to me how that works. So basically what this boils down to is support the things you like. Support the things you like. And and if you don't like it, like you don't have to spend, and that's what people are doing. They're blowing up Facebook, crushing this Thundercats roar. It's not even out. No one's seen it. Yeah. First episode's not even out yet. And that's I'm so tired of trying to defend things that aren't that don't exist yet from these people who are like, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be the worst thing ever. Yeah, sometimes you see a trailer and you go, I don't want to see this movie. Or you do see a trailer and you go, this movie looks bad. That's fine. But why do you got to spend a day on top of a tower telling everyone else how much this movie's going to be bad? Like, how right. is this your life? Because you don't even know if it is bad or not. You don't. You just think. And so I'm just, I'm kind of over that whole movement as a, as a, as I kind of do more and more creating. I just get more and more frustrated watching these people poop on stuff that they're not even looking at. Right. Because they're not going to be the ones that buy it. Right. So, okay, you're not the buyer. Okay, well, they didn't target you. Done. Right. <laughs> like, it's just not that hard. All right. Before we jump out today, I need to make sure and tell you guys about our friends, Sean Myers Insurance, and specifically Donald Williams. Old Donnie Utah of Nerdthug Radio is selling the insurance, and you really need to go talk to him and get it. He works with, as an independent agent, he works with over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price, specializing in home insurance as well as auto to maximize discounts. They consider themselves a family, and their policy is caring, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. And with insurance, that is everything. When you find out you've got the rental car built into that, so then you oh, I only have to pay this, and I only get that. When you find out, oh, I, I am covered for uninsured driver, so that guy who drove off and I don't know what happened to him, I can still only have to pay a little bit to fix my car. These are all the things you need to know. And you can find out by calling 936-760-5963. 936-760-5963. Mention Nerd Thug Radio on the phone. Let them know that we told you about Donnie Utah. Donald Williams right there at Sean Myers Insurance. Um, Yeah. All right. So how much time we got here? We got like zero seconds. All right, then. On behalf of uh, Tiger Rock uh, Martial Arts, on behalf of Citizen Grill, on behalf of Venture Begins, and on behalf of Sean Myers Insurance with Donald Williams, little brother Nico, and myself, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey everybody, I'd like to introduce Tiger Rock Martial Arts. With four great locations that are open to all members, Tiger Rock offers world-class training with top-level instructors teaching self-defense and jiu-jitsu, among other courses. Designed to help improve physical fitness and raise confidence, Tiger Rock's Martial Arts is able to start working with anyone four years old and up to show them the life skills and focus it takes to succeed in the modern world. Anyone interested in a fun, energetic way to make a positive life change should absolutely reach out to Tiger Rock Martial Arts and get started changing their life for the better. TigerRockMartialArts.com From chicken fried steak with jalapeno cream gravy to spicy shrimp tacos or a double bone-in pork chop, there are many items listed on the menu of the Woodlands area's newest restaurant and lounge. With two full bars, 40 beers on tap, 23 wines by the glass, and a large, family-friendly patio, Citizen's Grill is designed to create a fun atmosphere. Interested in Hungry Parties can find them on FM 1488 at Old Conroe Road across from the Escape Theater and Dell Webb. Open weekdays 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and weekends 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And interested parties should absolutely check out 
the Nerd Thug Radio events pages for specials. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.